This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Hachi, I'll give you the new ball today. Yes, so it's because it's a question aimed at you. Hey, hey, gents. Damo is a former Sheffield Shield cricket writer. <laughs> I love it when the in-jokes catch on. <laughs> Would you believe the right thing is being done having the IPL play? What do you believe? Play despite the alarming number of daily cases. Does this make the T20 World Cup in India later this year more likely? And if it does go ahead... Do you believe players and nations will be reluctant to send players and staff over if the numbers remain the same? I'll deal with the second part of that question first. Uh, yeah, I, I think it absolutely puts in jeopardy the T20 World Cup in India, particularly given that there's at least one country, i.e. That, that, that country being Australia, who won't allow people back from India. I, I, why, why would you go as a starting point? So that's that part of that question. Uh, is it the right thing that's still being played? Um, again, without being on the ground or anywhere near the ground, it's hard to have a comment on that, uh, Michael. I do know that reading more and more about it. It certainly sits very, very uncomfortably with me right now that it is going ahead. But that's a, that's a view from the, the cheapest seats of all time. Um, I do also factor in that um, there are people who are associated with the tournament who say that they're getting told by certain people within the country at high level that it's, it's actually a form of respite, as AFL was, as NRL was last year at the peak of the COVID problems we had it's here not, in Australia. It's not even a question that they have to play. They have to play. You're that strong on it. Yeah, Yeah. they play. Alex Raj on email. I'm a fan of Adam Cooney, specifically his style that combines a sort of irreverent looseness with sharp insights obviously gained from closely following the game. His style is also, dare I say it, an injection of, quote, youth into the footy media landscape. Just his way of speaking seems more on trend with other sports conversation shows rather than the fuddy-duddy blokey gravitas that Australian sports media seems wedded to. To me, the footy media needs more Cooney types... What is holding Cooney back from getting more than just these bit part roles on TV and radio? I, I like this assessment of, of Adam Cooney's style, by the way. I, I, I relate to everything Alex has said about Adam Cooney there, Hutchie. I, too, love the way Adam carries himself in media. We do, too. We use him as often as we can on our uh, AFL Nation, and uh, he has a uh, role on 1116 SEN and uh, has been a great swingman in our, in our world. And, yeah, I think he's developing all the time. I, I think his work on... Uh, Seven stuff, the armchair experts is really good as well. Yeah, with Cam Luke. And all, we're, all, with you. All. we're on the record about BT. We want more of that. In fact, we're leading the surge to I stand with Rome, I, I roam with Brian is our hashtag, <laughs> and we're pushing for it. <laughs> and you're even following the, the warming of him yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm thawing. couple of questions here. Chris P on Twitter and Ewing also on Twitter relating to the Collingwood Footy Club. Um, one of them is directed at, at my, and this is Chris's assessment, almost gleeful statement that Collingwood's not... The one as it once was, the biggest club anymore. I don't know whether I'm gleeful there, Chris, but um, they've lost their cloud, Hutchie. Um, the other part of that question is, while I keep saying that, why are we still talking about them? Pretty much because it's Collingwood, Hutchie. They may have lost their cloud as the biggest club in the in the in the land, but as we uh, as we've all been taught, Hutchie, it's almost in part of your indoctrination as a journalist, certainly in Melbourne. A good Collingwood story, even a bad Collingwood story, is still better than the next best story. Well, there's two metrics, how much you love them and how much you hate them. So you're talking here, Chris, about people who, uh, how big they are in the like category. Well, there's a whole audience out there that likes to see them fail. And that's why they're getting mass media, because everyone's reveling in it. Well, not everyone, but some people are reveling in it. So, yeah, they're, they're probably not the, the biggest 
club. Um, who, who is now? Were. Actually, I, I, I put West Coast ahead of them now, but am I right in in saying that? I, I put Melbourne Storm ahead of them when it comes to a brand. Um, am I right in saying that? And who, who would no. you put in front of them? Well, it depends how you, you, what what's your, what what question you're asking. Who's the biggest brand? Who's, who's the biggest the most, club in the country? What, who's the mo- who's who who are everyone the most interested in? Who's what what metric are you judging biggest club on? It, well, again, this this is a far deeper conversation, isn't it? Than, than, than one we can just fob off in a in a question on uh, question time here. Yeah, I mean, commercially, it'd be you know West Coast. It'd be or, West Coast on that front. I could make a case for the Brisbane Broncos. They've been on the table for, for bottom for eighteen months and getting mass media. Yeah, they they dominate their town like you could have made a case dom- for them in the nineties, couldn't you? But I I, I, oh, I I wouldn't be making one for them right now. I think they're still in the conversation. So you know, there's some big brands around like the Brisbane Broncos and the Perth Wildcats and the West Coast Eagles and You've the Adelaide Crows. Again, part of this conversation, you've got to have a hatred component to 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 it, don't you? To be a big brand, yeah. Well, I don't know how you're judging. What are you judging on? Well, you tell me how I should judge it. That's what I'm asking you. If you're asking who people in Australia are the most interested in, I would say it's the Sydney Swans because they are a standalone team I wouldn't. in the biggest city and they're the, on the sponsorship metric. They're no. ranked one, I think. No, nah, nah, I'm not having that. Well, there you go. So it depends how you judge. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Chris Diostoli on Twitter with the potential... Sorry, if, if the question is who derives the biggest emotional reaction to fans, good, bad or different, it's Collingwood. Yep. Yep. Christy Astoli on Twitter. With the potential of ongoing border closures, do you see a possibility of the AFL chartering private jets aircraft to transfer players into state? It goes on a little bit. Um, Chris, they're actually already that doing that. last year, right? Yeah, that happened last year. They're, they're actually doing that. Um, and even as we speak today, there's uh, there's issues about, uh, you know, obviously Perth, given there was a, for a second consecutive week, no crowds, and obviously a few more matches to come in Perth. Um, looking at being moved around, that's all being discussed as we speak on this particular Monday of this week, um, we had the race to replace Bruce. What about the race to replace Gillen McLaughlin? Asks Richard Knight on Facebook. It's all based on the assumption that he's going. Hmm. Do you think he he's going? Everyone wants to speculate that he is, but have you actually seen anything from him that says I'm off? No. So I would. Have, have you asked him? I, I haven't. Have you? Uh, I, no, I haven't. I have oh, not. hang on. You, you just pause there. Did you, just, did you just check yourself when you're about to say yes? No, no, I didn't check. Or myself. even pause then. But I wouldn't just assume that he's out the door. Okay. It was interesting to see Andrew Dimitro drawn it so readily in on Footy Classified. And what, what did he say? Names. Well, he listed names. We talked about this last week. He gave six potential names. They're all based on the assumption that he's that he would go in the next twelve, thirteen months. But if he's still there in five, six years, the can the replacements look totally different, don't they? Yeah, they do because they're five years away. Um, I'll ask two more, Hutchie. Glenn DeJong on Facebook he directs this one your way. What is your theory on the best time to drop a podcast episode? Does it even matter? And what are your thoughts on the AFL Exchange podcast copying the sounding board format, main body and questions episodes? Oh, so it's the AFL Exchange podcast that's doing that, Hutchie, not the um, not the other uh, one. I, I can't speak specifically about that because even though they are a great partner of ours, our lawyers, very are, good dealing show. With, uh, lawyers are dealing with that. <laughs> but what about the first question? Because I think this is the um, the unknown to every single person and organisation that, that that thinks that they can set up a, a podcast that's going to have a major impact. But when is the best time to drop it? Or, or, or does it matter? Given the beauty of pod- podcasting is you can actually access it whenever you want. I would think evenings is best and mornings is second best, but it depends on the product. Yeah, okay. 
tailor it. I'll make this last one, Hachi, and it's a, a question that comes from the At Best Teammates podcast. It comes on Twitter. It's a media forward thinking question. Was Kane Corns intentionally critical of Sam Walsh a few years ago, knowing that he would be good and he would have to retract, but still have impact and make a headline back then? So was it all a tactical ploy? Was he mentored in this space by Hutchie? No. He was his own opinion at the time. Opinionist. He is an opinionist, and uh, he's inflexible in his views, which is what makes him great at what he does. So I, I don't think uh, no, Kane's opinions aren't aren't for sale. I mean, he 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 makes such strong statements, and sometimes way early than anyone else is prepared to make. Sometimes they come back and get him. Um, every time I've seen that happen to him, he's been um, he's been brave enough and noble enough to say that he might have got one or two wrong along the way. That that's what happens. I don't think he would have ever set out to uh, to, to do what you're asking there about he, about he saying would... something with the purpose of it coming back to bite him. I think this. I think the only reason that he retracted the Sam Walsh was because the segment uh, asked to what thing you'd take back, didn't it? Wasn't it a segment on Footy Classified where you had to list or something? Was that the specific? Show? Was it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But good on him for putting his hand up and saying he got it wrong. And I mean, the the body of work's building by the week, isn't it? That, Absolutely. Yeah. No, He's hanging I, in there on the crows, though. Good I, on him. I, I, yes, actually. Yeah. <laughs> he was a bit shaky yeah. there after week yeah. uh, week three, I think it was. But uh, no, nah, he's now yep. doubling down again. Uh, that was question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for Drinkwise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.